luck is something you create because it is where preparation meets opportunity. People who are not prepared cannot take advantage of opportunity, so they cannot be lucky, right? So if you are always in a prepared scenario, you're always ready to take advantage of the opportunity, then people will call you lucky, notwithstanding all the work you did to get there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and today is another amazing day, but also we are coming to you with another amazing episode. Today we have our resident contributor, Eric N. Fondren, here. Eric, please say hello to the Create Your Life family. Good to speak to you with you all again. I'm glad to be here. It's always a fun time talking to you, Kev. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man, and delivering value. Today, Create Your Life family, we want to talk to you about pivoting, what that has done for us in 2020, and how we intend on taking these movements into 2021 and what we're already doing right now to prepare for such a journey. That being said, Eric, man, I want to jump right in and just ask from Gates, man, how has Q2 and Q3 treated you of this year? So... If any of your listeners are familiar with what I've been doing, I usually have my hands in a lot of different pots. And what I've done in Q2 and Q3 is to whittle that down into three focused areas. So I have a business with my family, EM Therapy. It's a mental health business. Q2, we got a brand new contract where we're growing the number of sites that we are providing services to clients. That has increased our revenue by about 30% month over month. So that's doing really well. We've been hiring. We've hired like four new people for that business. It's just been growing at exponential rates. And so that's been one of the pieces that have been really strong in Q2, 3 My other business, Amcar, it's really been more of a prove the product out, make sure that it's working properly. And now we're looking for financing as well as potential business development partners. And outside of that, I've been working to establish myself as a brand of information. So I started a YouTube series called Pivot or Die. 
by. And that's all about, you know, the mistakes you can make as an entrepreneur and what you need to do in order to make the decisions that will lead to success. Love it, man. And, you know, speaking of Amcar, which is one of the adventures, we recently had your co-founder on, Michael Holland Jr. Uh, So he's on episode 183, Create Your Life Family. So please go and make sure that you check that out. Michael dropped a lot of jewels, man. A lot of stuff and insight about his career that I didn't know, even though I met you guys at the same time, like 11 years ago, man. Can you believe it's been 11 years? Time flies. Yeah, most definitely. So you're talking about these different ventures, all that you have going on, man. Give us like a couple of the ways that you've been able to pivot and actually keep these businesses afloat. Because, you know, to be able to take on a new contract that increases revenue (laughs) by 30% in a pandemic, man, that's a big deal. The EM therapy business, the mental health practice, that provides services to a specific population of people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the specific population is guaranteed to exist. We actually provide services to inmates that are coming out of the prison population Mm. that are re-entering into society. So with COVID, it actually accelerated the number of people coming out because they were trying to stop people from catching the disease. They were like, low offense, you're close to the end of your sentence. All right, we're going to put you in a halfway house. We're going to put you on home confinement and you'll take these mental health courses in order to build yourself up as you re-enter society. So that actually boosted how many people were seen on a regular basis, but on a annual basis, two or three new city contracts will come out Mm -hmm. from the federal government. And so we won a new contract and we had put in for this contract long before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. It's just that we acquired it during the pandemic, which gave us the time to grow. Gotcha. Okay. So do you have any like tips that are specific to this time in order for those of us out there who trying to make sure that our businesses survive and that we see it through pandemic? I think especially because of the pandemic, you got to really ask yourself, is this a business that people need, Mm. right? People are really looking at their finances. They're talking about what have I been spending money on Mm. that I don't need anymore. And so if you're selling a product that was sort of a nice to have, maybe you need to pivot into a need to have scenario. So that's the first question. Am I selling a product people actually need? And then the second piece is people are willing to continue paying for products where the experience that they're getting along with the service or the product is really, really high quality. So always look to provide the best quality service. So with Amcar, I don't know if I've stated this statistic in the past, but 95% of our customers have come back within a four month period. So that Mm -hmm. means we're not only providing a great service, but we're actually delivering enough value for people to want to come back, right? No matter if pandemic or not, people have to drive. And even with that being said, you know, the average customer for Amcar is saving about 1600 bucks, you know, dealing for with repair. the guys Yeah, for repair. Exactly. So, you know, you're saving a lot of money. You have someone on your team the entire way through and you know you're not going to get scammed. So ultimately, it's just a service that people absolutely need and they're getting a really, really high quality delivery of service. Okay. So essentially, I'm trying to surmise what you're saying so that the listener can definitely have that thing in that takeaway, that tangible takeaway. So you're saying move from a nice to have business to a need to have business. Absolutely. And to make sure that you're definitely delivering a value that is essentially repeatable. Definitely repeatable, but also you need to make sure you know how the customer wants to receive your product. If it's Mm -hmm. a service-based product like with Amcar, we were trying to make people jump into this subscription. But when it comes to repairs, nobody wants to think about a car until, think about repairs until they need to service it. And then they want to stop thinking about it. So they're not going to pay for this ongoing package. So those were things we had to figure out in Q2 and Q3. Mm, Okay, cool. Love it. So for you, how's it going with Q2, Q3? What are your plans? How are you looking to finish the year out strong? Good questions, man. Very good questions. Q2 and Q3 actually treated us very well. We had a surge. Actually, the pandemic proved that our business 
business model, it actually tested it to a large extent. Like we've picked up more shows to produce. And so I already had this model and I was primarily doing a lot of the management and things like that. And so we picked up more shows. And then after a conversation that you and I had, I was, you know, you were like, hey, man, it looks like you need to pick up some more staff members in order to scale and to focus on the operational aspect. And I got to say, man, that was so big for this year because with that pickup and I hired three amazing people with that pickup, we were able to scale even bigger. And so now we're doing great production Mm -hmm. and we have, of course, like great customer service. I feel like that's one of our best things that we're really, really good at customer service. And we also got the opportunity to learn what types of clients work for us and which ones don't, right? Like we got a couple of clients and actually, you know, we needed to pivot away from those particular clients. Which I thought yeah, fire great. a client. Yeah, man. We had to move <laughs> out. I mean, it was just a situation where this client wanted something that was out of scope and that mm-hmm. I don't really think that you would get anywhere else. There were some interesting requests in addition to not being timely, mm-hmm. very, very expedited turnaround. And so, of course, we did our best to meet the demands and the requests of the client up until the point of which we terminated the contract. So we finished the contract on amicable terms. Right. However, did learn in the process of kind of like some flags and things like that to look for with clients. So I think that was big for us to understand about how we're going to proceed with our business and things like that. And I think the other thing is just to continue to pump out. For us, I'm like in a heavy process of doing projecting right? and really understanding, okay, so where can we go from here, right? Like I have a certain number in my head of how many shows I would like for us to be over a production of. And once we hit that number, how do we then spread out and have more streams of income within the same industry? And so that's something that I'm currently going back and forth about right now. It's really interesting. You mentioned projecting. Basically, you're projecting how many times you're going to deliver your service. You're projecting what your profit margin is. You're projecting your cost. You're projecting your overall revenue. Mm-hmm. And I think that many entrepreneurs like to just do a back of the envelope type projection. Yeah, next year, if I do 100 sales and it costs this much, I'll make this much money. Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about like how you've broken down the things that are necessary in order to project out in a comprehensive way? Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how nuts and bolts you want to get with that request. Categorical. Okay. So, I mean, what it is, is we have a projected profit margin that we like to operate for. Like, so here's the thing about my company, and this is the way that I operate. I don't care if you're black, white, orange, yellow, purple, male, female, or alien. Mm -hmm. If you can do the job, you're going to get paid the exact same amount as anybody else who has the same position with my company. And so, therefore, I have a set salary for my team. And I've designated, and this all sounds elementary, but when you're dealing with independent contractors, at times, you know, like people might finish a project and be like, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. Pay me now. Right. And so I had right. to designate one specific pay date. You know what I mean? And work for us, you get paid weekly. Uh-huh. And, you know, once I did that, then I can actually project what's coming down a pipeline. And I know exactly how much my overhead is per show per right. month. And right. I know what the profit margins are with that. From there, then I can project. And I was able to, and you know, you helped me with this is put a salary together for myself uh-huh. and then also have a spread of the margin available for the company to have a surplus. Well, uh-huh. and then from there, if I want to hit a certain number, then I can now do spreadsheets and of course do like QuickBooks, mm-hmm. I can now predict if I want to get to, let's say 10,000 a month in revenue mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, then how many shows do I need to have running at that time? And then what are the numbers and what is the profit margin, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I'm making 10K a month, but my overhead is nine, but I know that I'm beating, you know, producing a show for $2 and I know that it only costs me $1 to right. produce it, then I know that I have profit, but it's really important to be on top of those numbers. And then you have, you know, opportunities where you may be able to, upsell services and things like that. So a client may bring in X amount of revenue. And so, you know, minding those relationships, understanding that that doesn't make a relationship more valuable than others, but it definitely puts you in a position to understand what your numbers look like. And I think from there, you start
start to operate and do things differently. And then you're also able to bring in other facets into the business that can help it grow, right? Like we're looking at social media, Facebook mm-hmm. ads, and all yeah, these other things. you a marketing budget that doesn't actually right. yep, come out, out of your own pocket. Comes <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. And so you're able to dump those things in and then you can still see, okay, well, you know, if I needed to drop a thousand into, you know, ads or into social media a month, then you know what? Maybe my salary may take a hit or that means that I need to have how many more shows, you know right. what I mean? And increase right. our revenues. But I think one of the other things too, that has really been big for me is keeping the company morale together. And, you know, you're managing the team virtually. And so what was big for me, even as recent as this week, like two days ago, I had to hop on a phone call with one of my employees. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was there had been like some miscommunication between, you know, a couple of the staff members. And what I wanted to do was is get things clear yep. because I thought that this person was a valuable asset to the company, but I wanted to make sure it would be an amicable way of moving forward together. Right. And I think that right. that's the part that's tricky, but like, you know, certain staff members, we have like a standing meeting on Monday mornings that kind of just sets tone for the week. And I think that meeting, I mean, it literally is like 15 minutes, you know, it's a scrum meeting. Yeah, real, real quick. Yeah. But I'm always asking, you know, like, okay, what can I be doing better? What do you guys need for me to support? How are you all feeling? And I'm checking in and I'm asking, hey, you know, how are your children? You know what I mean? Like what's going on with you? You know, and you're being personable. And I think that these are the things, the intangibles that people don't talk about that actually matter because at the end of the day, money's cool. It's one thing, but people want to show up to a place where they actually feel welcome and that they feel like they're being taken care of. And so I really try to make sure that that's an environment that we house. And that's why I'll pick up the phone and call somebody and have a conversation if there's a matter of miscommunication. Now, unfortunately and fortunately, you know the model, hire slow, fire fast. You know, you might hire some people in, they do great on their test job and then they get in and things aren't up to par. So we have to replace them. But at the end of the day, man, you know, it's about relationships and it's about communicating effectively. Mm-hmm. I look Maybe at that like a super patience and mm-hmm. morale, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what about you, man? What's one of the goals in order to finish out the year strong? So finishing out the year, if we're lucky we might get one more contract this year. That's going to be tough to onboard because it's going to be a big city. You're talking about MP therapy? This is for EM therapy, yeah, the mental health services business, but it'll be a seven-figure deal mm. across five and a half years. So it's definitely worth it if we get it. We're excited about that. So right now, where we're at right now, it's just a matter of keeping the wheels rolling and greasing them, making sure they roll smoothly in terms of the psychological process. Intake of a client, delivery of services, termination of a client. And that is an everyday, every week, every month process that just goes over and over and over again. So you make sure that those processes in order. Documentation is there just in case you get audited, all those types things. With Amcar, we've been looking at a couple of new products where we're not only trying to help people save money, but we're also trying to help deliver financing for them if their repairs are expensive. So I had a call with a potential partner today that may provide that that level of service. And so it's all about for the end of the year for Amcar, the goal is to establish a official referral program. So any of our existing customers or people that we know who want to refer somebody can get compensated and incentivized to deliver for those people and to ramp up our social media uh, communications as well as our digital advertising. I think we've gotten to the point where we understand the customer process, how we get a customer, how we deliver those services. Now it's just a matter of getting more of them, mm-hmm. increasing their number. As you said, we have figured out the unit economics. It mm-hmm. makes sense. It's profitable. We figured out the individual use case and we can repeat it. Now mm-hmm. we just need to repeat it over and over and over again. Just stack up those dollars as they come in. So, and then 
we've also applied for a investment accelerator firm through Morgan Stanley. So we're hoping to hear back from that by mid-November. If we get that, that'll be a big boost for going into 2021. Mm-hmm. Can't believe I'm saying the year 2021. Right. I feel like this year was as long and short at the same time. <laughs> very, very true, man. But I love how you have these different things in the works, right? Like you're looking forward to the contract. To me, the real work is in duplicating, getting those new customers in, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, keep duplicating and duplicating the process. Once you have the unit price and things like that down, that's the easy part. That's stuff that right. you can do at home. Proving the model, um, I don't think is hard. It's duplicating the model that really gets hard. And guys have the accelerator that I'm hoping that you guys get into. You know what I mean? I'll send a prayer up. So I think that with that, there's no losing there, but it is a plan. And I feel like that's one of the big things that we have to do when in business is start projecting and start working on what the 2021 plan is, right? Mm-hmm. Or the year ahead and stuff like that. Like your projections have to go past just quarters. It has to go into the year. What's your three year? What's your, you know, two year? What's your five year? And so as a matter of fact, I mean, last night I was up probably until about three in the morning and I was thinking, okay, well, you know, how long will I even stay within this particular business? You know what I mean? Because right. I found it like different businesses myself. And right. so asking those questions, continuing to do so is what really helps. So for me, even when it comes to finishing out this year strong, I had to step outside of myself and said, okay, man, you know, there's a couple things that I feel like I'm not facing or that I'm not doing that I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. How can I get myself mm-hmm. to do that? So now I'm like, all right, man, you know what? I think I need to hire a coach mm-hmm. and I need an accountability partner. I got to get beyond Kevin right now because I have some ideas for 2021 yep. that I think would take us astronomic to another level if I can get out of my own way. And me getting out of my own way definitely looks like me pushing myself to the max, but also being more resourceful and networking in a much more creative and effective way. Wow. Create Your Life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym, with family and friends are traveling use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. You know, that's really interesting you say that. I think I'm pretty adept at building an operation, creating a process, getting something, that initial, just starting the engine. Mm -hmm. And I've always known that I have had to hire the right individuals to help me put the gas in the car and keep it running at full Mm -hmm. steam. But at the end of the day, right, I'm 35 and that's young comparatively, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have so much to do even post this. And I feel like I've succeeded. I've hit certain goals, but I feel like success is an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. And so if I am where I am now, what is the next step? And you just mentioned, you hit the nail on the head. You were like, I need to be more serious about being aware of my own shortcomings, asking the right people for the help to get out of my own way. And another big thing, creative and strategic and focused network, like just meeting the right people that have helped me step my game up even more. And, And like you said, I have a couple ideas that I've been playing with, but ultimately I don't have the wherewithal to do it right now. But I don't know if I ask the right question, talk to the right people. I may be able to find the help to do that, but I also don't want to wear myself thin. I, I got a family to think about. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right, right. Got to give a little energy back home. 
Yeah, no, most definitely. So for you, with all of that that you just said, do you ever have accountability partners or have you ever hired a coach in order to help you to kind of take it to another level? I have not. I think I've always in a, I've mistakenly said that I can do it on my own or tried to rely mm-hmm. on myself. I think I unofficially use certain people as accountability partners. Mm-hmm. I put it out there. I communicate to them mm-hmm. because I know and trust these individuals. They'll ask me, you yourself are one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll ask me, how's it going with that project? And, you know, it's like a kick in the butt if I'm being lackadaisical on it. But I think a more official process or a more official scenario may be just what I need to kind of boost that level of execution and implementation on some of those ideas. But I also have realized that there's only so much you can do. So I'm in this interesting zone of do I step out on a limb and try this other thing when I'm already in a position of trying something new? Like Amcar is maybe seven months old. It's a very old idea, but from an execution stance, Mm -hmm. started February 2020, right? So that is already a new endeavor. Pivot or Die is a brand new YouTube channel. It's a new endeavor. EM Therapy is two and a half years old, going on three years old. So it's kind of established. That's not something new, but there's only so many new things I can do at once before my creativity is dried up. So I'm in a position where, okay, if I'm going to become a new, better, more evolved, refined person, let's keep it in the lane I'm in though. Be better, evolve in this lane. And then when the time is right step out on a new venture but don't spread yourself in by trying something new just learn something new develop a new skill and apply it to where i already am i think that's where i'm at now it's funny that you say that because essentially what i'm hearing a lot of is that you have to stay within your lane but then it's also a timing thing right because there's multiple things that you can do in your lane like one thing for me that i'm going back and forth on is when to hop into the digital product lane right Right. with Mm -hmm. my knowledge base of podcast and even you know in regards to create your life and so i have a goal of how many shows that i want us to be producing. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what, if we jump into this lane, then we could accelerate profits by this much, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as projections go. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, stay consistent and stay the course. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a tug of war for me at times. But like you're saying, you know, you want to have that accountability, you want to evolve within your space. So I'm trying to, I guess, master it being within the same space, but not being too early with the jumping or opening up another revenue stream. Yeah, I think that comes down to understanding whether or not you can let it run on its own. You've created this organization. It has its rules. It has its certain rhythm. Can you hand day-to-day operations to someone else you trust and check in less regularly? Because as you know, when you start a business, when you start a new endeavor, mm-hmm. it's if not 100%, at least 80% is on you mm-hmm. to really be the vanguard, to ram that thing through all of its barriers. So you have to free up that 80% energy in order to focus on it and make it succeed, which means you got to give 80% of the other endeavor to somebody else. Right. Me and Michael couldn't give 80% of the business to somebody else. Mm. I'm close to doing that with EM therapy. Right. Right. So that is one way I can free up energy to try something new. But Amcars, it's brand new. We're individuals with the mission, the vision, the understanding, the know-how. So we couldn't do that with Amcar, but it's all a choice. It's that timing scenario. It's like when you're trying to change lanes and there's a bunch of traffic, it's like, do you cut this car off or do you wait till they pass? Do you speed up, slow down to make these changes. So ultimately mm-hmm. it's dynamic right. and you got to give yourself grace in that decision. You know that it's dynamic. It's okay to not have the perfect answer. You just know that you will make the decision when the time is right. Right. Love it. That being said, I want to put you on a spot right now. We're talking about evolving and becoming the best versions of ourselves in our lane. What's one result that you want to see by the end of this year for yourself and for your company? Personally, I have a credit score in mind that I'm working on. Okay. <laughs> I have a debt to anchor. 
income ratio that I'm working on. I am, uh, from a personal perspective, I think that me and my family are thinking about what the next stage of our lives will be like that may involve a move out of state. Mm -hmm. So that's been up in the air. I think we want to get a little bit more solidified on how and where that could happen. From a business perspective, I want to execute on this business proposition for Amcar, and I want to close out the year with a fully documented strategic plan for at least two quarters execution wise mm-hmm. and a full year strategy wise for Amcar. That means we know exactly what we want to do for 12 months and we know which steps to take for six months. With EM therapy, I'm trying to fully document because we've evolved with EM therapy. It was a lot of just like, get it done, get it done, get it done. It was just day to day firefighting, that type of thing. And I've implemented a number of processes. They need to be more oiled and I've actually had to delegate responsibility per geographic site to different people. So it's putting in place some of those accountability and follow-up procedures that'll help that run more smoothly. So ultimately, I'm trying to close out the year strong with Amcar by putting in place a plan for marketing um, and product development so we can hit some numbers. And then with EM therapy, I'm just trying to smooth it out so it runs consistently. My own personal life, I'm just trying to be a better father, a better husband, and plan for that next step as a family. Love that, man. It's a lot going on. You got me specifying mine a little bit more. I'm typing on the keyboard <laughs> as you're talking. So I'm going to answer that same question. Please, please do. What are the results that I want to see? Number one, I have a certain savings goal for this year. So with that being said, it is in sight and I'm excited about that. It'll be really, really cool to you know see it live in person once I make it there. And so I'm excited about that because it's a hefty savings goal that I committed myself to. My homegirl, Breon Nicole Davis, she's always like, you know, set one goal for the year and stick to that goal. And if it's the right goal, it'll bring everything else together. And so I committed to that goal, which was just to save X amount. Right. And with that, this particular savings goal has been able to bring everything else about because I had to go out and seek the other types of revenue and make other things happen to build certain relationships in order to put myself in a position to make the savings happen. So that's something that I'm excited about. That's personal, right? Another thing for me is I want to see us manage a certain number of shows that I have in mind. And right now we're only a few off. And so I really think that, you know, with some more conversations, we will be able to do so, which I think would be really, really cool. And that would put us at a certain level and at a certain frame, have us working in a certain regard. And for 2021, I will contribute more time internally, meaning internal operations that I run to Podcast Laundry and to Create Your Life Series. So the goal is really to grow these two things and to really make them bigger staples. That will be what my focus will be for 2021. I was doing some applying for jobs and things like that. And, you know, that experience has gotten really interesting. You know, I'm doing all of these projects and stuff like that to see if I can do the job. And it's kind of like, yo, man, I can do everything in my sleep that you guys are requesting of me. And, um, you know, funny enough, I'd apply for this other one and I requested feedback, of course. And they tell me that the CEO did not get a sense of how I would come in and run a team and set up their audio department. And I was just kind of like, yeah, well, I mean, just saying I started an audio production company, hired all of the staff, set up all the standard operating procedures for each and every role, managed the day-to-day operations. But if you didn't feel like I conveyed how I would come in and set up an audio department, that's interesting. And I respect it. Keep me in mind, you know, an event that something else opens up. But it was just one of those things where I've applied for multiple positions. And that was a level of humility that I needed to face within 2020, 2019, coming into 2020. And I'm happy that I did that. So I applied for these different positions. And it's like, yo, man, like I'm almost like unhirable. And I'm just like, yo, is it me? But then I'm like, you know what? You need to take a chance and you need to really, really gamble on yourself, right? And on 
done the things that you've always wanted to do because like I'll do it, but I'm only doing it to an extent. And when you're barely doing something, when your level one is usually above everybody else's level 10, then nobody can really tell that you didn't push as hard as you right. And so now I want 2021 to be about me pushing Kevin beyond. So like I said, I'm looking for that coach and I'm looking for that accountability because I want to start for 2021 right now. Right. Got to start planning. I don't want to just plan, bro. This is the execution. Like I want somebody to kick my butt right now. The accountability is cool, but I need somebody that is like kicking my butt because I know that I have more to give and to contribute and it's time to turn into something else. This is, you know, taking that evolution another level. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I think when you're in your 20s, you really look at life as an experience and you go out and you experience as many things as possible. You're young, you want to live it up and then that's fine. Absolutely. You know, try everything, do everything. In your 30s, you start transitioning into productivity. How can I produce and create at my highest level? And I think that also involves investing in yourself in a way that increases your productivity rate. And if you're smart enough, you know how to do both of those well, right? How do I invest in myself and produce at a high level? So, you know, I hear everything you're saying. It's super inspiring. I'm like, yo, I want to go do 100 push-ups right now. Like, (laughs) you know, just go ahead and put some energy into something and, and just feel good about it, you know? But it does come down to to putting it on paper, constantly going over it, not leaving it for a few days and then trying to come back to it because you'll lose that flow. Just putting yourself in that rhythm of checking in with your Mm -hmm. goals, seeing what the next two to three major steps you can take, finite steps you can take in order to achieve those goals and stay clued in. But maybe that coach is necessary. 2021, year of the coach. We'll see. see. I'm starting in 2020, man. I'm telling you because I know like, here's the thing. I think I did a good enough job 2019 into 20. 20, right? By myself. And I feel like I got some amazing results. I literally changed my life. And that was the goal of it, right? You remember us having conversations. We had a lot of offline conversations, man. (laughs) Bro, I was crying. You know what I mean? Like I was going through it, bro, because I had to change. I had to become more. And so now I'm like, all right, I know what I'm capable of myself, but there are certain areas where I let myself off the hook, man. And now if you're going to be telling people, you know, create your life, if you're going to be providing those tools, then people need to see you evolving through that process. And you you need to talk about that process and what are those things that helped you, right? So I'm like coaching, you know, some psychology, you know what I mean? A lot of times sitting in silence and meditation, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't think- Clear the distractions away. Yeah. I mean, tell me if you ever do this, man. Sometimes I just turn my phone off, but my stress levels go down. All the time. I learned a trick a long time ago. I'll leave my text message as a chime because just in case there's family members who need to send me an emergency text, right? But emails, they do not show up on my screen except as a, there's a Gmail that came through. I have to actively go into the app in order to see what the message is. And they do not make a sound at all. Even if my ringer is on, there are no sounds that come from my email. That way there is not a constant ding, 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 ding. And all of a sudden your blood pressure just goes up and up and up and up. And there are times when I will put the phone over on the bed or beside the bed or in the other room, turn it off from a vibrating perspective and just leave it there, right? Just step away from it. People don't realize being plugged in, it increases your awareness and your acute awareness. You don't know how to unplug. You don't know how to leave the distraction.
actions and to just sit with yourself. People are so uncomfortable just sitting with themselves now that they're constantly looking for a distraction or a way to focus on something else. It's the doom scroll. It is the social media like chasing. It is all of that. So, you know, we really got to get back to being holistically healthy people, which includes being comfortable with self, loving self, being aware of self, you know, and being honest with self. So, and I feel like that, honestly, that awareness and being honest with self have been very, very key for me. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, even when you try to lie to yourself, man, you can't lie to yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> that's the real ticker because at the end of the day, it's going to come back around and you're going to know, you know what, I'm wrong right. or I need to move differently and do things differently. So, right. yeah, it's an interesting experience, man. <laughs> Say the least. This thing we call life. This thing we call yeah, life. absolutely. The life and times, man. Well, Eric, man, what are three things that you would tell those of us, you know, in the Create Your Life family who are looking to go into the next year or need to finish out Q4 strong and be prepared for Q1? What are those three things that you would say? You know, I'm going to apply this to the person that just needs not a lot of help, but it sort of feels lost. And the first thing of which is pick one thing that you want to attack full-throated, just one. Not I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to find love and I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be more active and become an activist and get involved, pick one of those things, just one of them. And then write down three things that will help you achieve that goal and then set a date. That's it. I think it comes down to being supremely focused because there's the scenario when people have a bunch of debt. I read an article about the snowball effect. Now, the best way to pay down a lot of debt is to pick the amount of debt that has the highest interest rate and you pay that down first. And then you pay down the next one, the next one, the next one. This allows you to not waste money over time on the higher interest rate loans or credit cards or whatever else you have. But actually, most people cannot do that. Most people need to learn the behavior pattern first, which is the snowball effect. So you go after the loan that is the smallest amount. So if you have a credit card that's a thousand, you have a credit card that's five thousand, you have student loans that's ten thousand, pay off the thousand dollar credit card first and the payments, the regularity of payments. And then once you hit that full pay down, that level of behavior setting and positive reinforcement once you hit the goal, makes you more capable of hitting the larger goals in the future. So by setting your focus on just one thing, it helps clear away all the distractions. You don't have the excuse of saying, oh, I got to do this and this and this and this. Oh, and I'm overwhelmed. You pick one thing. When you set the three things that you're going to do in order to achieve those goals, you then give yourself those small wins. And they could be simple as like the one thing I'm going to do today. Not necessarily like I have to do all of this thing and that is the step. It's the three steps you'll take today to achieve this goal. Even if that three, those three steps, say if we're talking about losing weight, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make me a healthy shake. That's one thing. That's it. Check it off your list and literally like write it down, check it off. That's the habit building that you need to start building. Thinking finite, actionable steps, and then giving yourself the small wins so you psychologically build up the muscle to break through the times when you're demotivated. Okay. I'm going to come up with my three. I think right now I got two. I think the number one thing that you need to do in order to finish out Q4 strong and going to Q1, first thing I'm going to say is get grounded personally. I feel like I recently had to get grounded again. Actually, even after we finish this talk, I'm going to go and I'm going to meditate. 
meditate for at least 10 to 20 minutes, right? But putting that back into my daily practice of really getting grounded, I think that that is super important. And like you said, you know, building that muscle, I guess number two is going to be, you know, having that routine, that daily morning routine that you follow. And then that nightly routine that you do before you go to bed. I think those are legit. You know what I mean? Those have to be a part of what it is that you're doing. And I think thirdly, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, is understanding what your boundaries are, are, you know, what your capabilities are, man, and really saying, okay, well, let me make sure that I have the team, the supportive staff in order to execute. That's going to be the thing. Like right now, like podcast laundry wouldn't be what podcast laundry is if I didn't make those crucial hires. And then before even those people came on staff, you know, I had like these amazing people, you know, who I was lucky enough to come across and work with. You know what I mean? And I think that that makes all of it so worth it and so possible to execute on a consistent basis. You know what I mean? And we're all working together as a family. And so I think like setting that team up is huge. You mentioned the word lucky. I'm not sure how long we have left, but I maybe end on on this note. Luck is something you create because it is where preparation meets opportunity. People who are not prepared cannot take advantage of opportunity. So they cannot be lucky, right? So if you are always in a prepared scenario, you're always ready to take advantage of the opportunity, then people will call you lucky, notwithstanding all the work you did to get there. Oh yeah. Oh man. And we can have conversations about that. (laughs) (laughs) The behind the scenes stuff, man. All right. Well, E man, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Create Your Life series. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. We'll be doing it again here soon. Oh yes. You know, this. So Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to info at cylseries.com. The Create Your Life series is executive produced by myself, Kevin Y. Brown, and produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-877. 8273 to schedule your consultation and remember to use code CYLS that's podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273